Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Gale. <laughs> what? what in the world? I can't help it. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Metacasters. I'm Bob Galen. Welcome to beautiful downtown Raleigh. It is beautiful. It is. And we are together again. Yes, this is, we're face-to-face this time. Yes. <laughs> God, God help us. But we are face-to-face. Uh, there's yes. something in the Agile, something about that face-to-face communication is better. I've heard right? it's better. It is. We do interact better face-to-face, don't yes. you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. I understand when to not talk more than... <laughs> Stop. Now you're picking on me. I told you, Diane, has she's got your back, right? Yeah, I know. It's understandable. We should take a poll of the Metacasters. Ooh, yeah. That'd be good. So so sort of get red, green, and yellow. Is is Bob talking too much or not? Okay, so get ready, sir. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to carry have to the load. Shoulder today. the burden yes. again, yet again. I know. Yeah. Well you always I mean it's few words, but they're priceless. Oh Josh. yes, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, yes. I, if only that was sincere. <laughs> it was. So, what's our topic today? Our topic today is tools, not you and I. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> Damn, you, you ruined that. It sorry. was there. It was. Uh, all right. I'm sorry, Bob. What kind of tools? Like sh- shovels, like <sighs> power. Yes. Power tools? Yes. Um, so I think the classic debate is around, do you use a software tool to manage your sprints versus old school stickies and markers and things like that? What side are you on, Bob? I'm on the uh, get as many tools as possible because software development is really hard, Josh. So you want to get as many sort of implements in your hands that can help you do this hard work, you know, the the, the heavy lifting of software development. And I, I just lied through my teeth there, as you, as you well know. I mean, it's not that I'm anti-tool. Have you, and we have debated this, Metacasters, we've, I think we've talked about this before, but maybe we've shifted positions a little bit. So it was a while back. It, this was our first debate. Like when we met yeah. five years ago. I remember that. So we, And it wasn't resolved. You, you know, you, I may have raised the white flag at one point. <laughs> I think you may have. And actually. said, perhaps you have an idea that's worth I don't know if you said something. that. I think I beat you to death with words. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you just and said... I gave up. I think you just said, screw you, old man. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just throw in the towel. It is not worth it. I think that was the initial response. Uh, which wasn't good, but we did we did talk about when I first met you. You were incredibly tool centric, as I recall. You were yeah. we were working on Microsoft Shop, I think. And that's in what Ohio. I had come from. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, Team Foundation Server, exactly, and exactly. we were rolling with that and pushing everything we could. That that was like that was the turn of the century. Um, so it wasn't quite as advanced as it is now, and there weren't that many other tools. But you know, being a software guy, I try to solve problems with software. Um, and that may not always be the best. And I learned a few lessons along the way that has caused me to understand the importance of local representations of the status of whatever or your backlog or anything like that. Right. I mean, TFS is still alive and well, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's alive and well in Agile shops. There's quite a few people. I don't know where it ranks in the Agile tooling, but it's not... You know, it's it's in in .NET shop in win in Windows shops, it's it is the sort of what the predominant tool. Well, it's the you know it's a Swiss Army knife that ships with everything. Right. And there's last time I checked, there were all these different flavors 
that you could do to well, kind you could turn it into Kanban. I think you could turn it into Scrum. Right? You, yeah. you could. I don't. Did you? Did it do that when you were using it? Probably not. No, it was just. It was in its infancy. It was like a project manager. So, yeah. Yeah. Because I hate Microsoft Project like with a passion. Right. But it, I mean, it's a repository too, isn't it? Yeah. It so was tied together with our source code repository and issue logging and things like that. So it was trying to become this all-in-one thing, kind of similar to what Atlassian does with Jira and Confluence and Bitbucket and yeah. everything that they do. Yeah. So, I mean, we were debate, we were talking about that. I mean, I'm not opposed to those tools. It's, and you know, the argument that I've had, it's, I, I, I want, it goes back to the manifesto, for God's sakes. It's not just me. I want, what, people and interactions. It's the first I'm trying to remember the wording exactly. It's what people and interactions over process and tools. Mm -hmm. And so my argument goes right to that first point of the Agile Manifesto. And and the reason I do it is I've seen people, you know, I was just, I was just training a team and they were what they have a tool, a tool that I've never even heard of. They and they they bought the tool, so right. so they they can't spell Agile. They're learning, but they bought an Agile centric tool. And they're throwing stories into the tool. Uh, they don't even know how to use the, you know, so don't know right. how to write a story, but you're putting what? You're filling in fields in the tool. Right. Uh, you're, you're ramping the tool up, and the tool is driving your discussion, your view of agility. But that's a common approach, right? People that don't know Agile think the tool will help them because it will have little guidelines set. Like, these are the... Fields you need to fill out. We're gonna hopefully make it easier for them. Now that doesn't that doesn't solve the problem, but I think that's where a lot of folks go. Is it's like a crutch. Like okay, we really don't know what we're doing, but we'll buy this piece of software that can get us part way there, and that that doesn't really pan out. In I the don't end. like the logic. I, I I'm like, not saying it's good logic, but I think that's how oh, people land there. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, that's a pre agile. That's a historical problem, right? Have you, I mean, have you rubbed elbows with enough leaders that you had to have where someone, you have an idea or you're changing methods or something and the first thing out of the next person's mouth is, oh, is we have to go buy a tool right. to support that idea. Uh, RUP was like that, Rational Unified Process. When it, when it came out, it wasn't just you read a book on RUP. You bought RUP. Right. You installed RUP. <laughs> then you started following RUP, like blindly following RUP. But it takes that thought process out of it. People become dependent on that solution and they it's it's that shortcut that never works well that's the thing you and I that, that's my position against it and you nailed it it takes the thought process uh, it's why I hate Microsoft Project mm -hmm. not as a tool but as a what a template generator because someone will plan a project plan and then let's say it's a three month project and they'll throw it in front of the team and they won't update the project or what, you know, they won't make it real time with what the discovery is. And the, but the team is still what following the project plan. Right. So even in that case, it's a, so it's not the tool, it's the, what the model, the template, and it takes thinking out of it. And I, I mean, how many times you probably have seen that pattern yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one thing is people try and find the easy button or whatever. It's, like it's an easy button. Yeah, it's hey, I buy this tool and now we're agile. When that, it almost it almost makes it worse. I don't have to engage my brain. I don't yeah. have to be a thinking. And that would be okay in waterfall. That sort of worked because what you blamed it. You know, it was the leaders who were driving right. that stuff. Uh, but agile, the entire 
what the entire success proposition of Agile is, the people. Mm-hmm. And now what have we done? We, we've given them an easy button. <laughs> no, you know, on the one side, we want, we want your brains. And on the other side, but all we want your brain to do is hit the easy button. Right. Yeah. But again, now I see people interpreting me sometimes. It's like, oh, he's, and, and this is my delivery. And this is, I'm old and prickly, I guess, sometimes. But people are like, oh, Bob's totally, they, they interpret me as, as being totally against tooling. Right. Right. So they take me to the deep end. And that's not what I'm, and I, it's probably my communication, but that's not what I'm saying. That's part of the year in my debate, I think. Yeah, that was. I come off like I'm, right. like I'm this flaming lunatic that we're going to, what, I'm going to use post, three by five post-it notes for <laughs> Yeah, Forever. like I'm gonna put. Code. That's what. Yeah, I'm like, holy crap! We're, <laughs> I need to buy stock and post it. You know. Yeah, and I'm gonna. And I'm actually. How do you? You know, how do you put a bite of code on a, yeah. on a post-it note and then archive it, right? Yeah. And that, and that's. I know I come off strongly that way, and I need to tone that down because that's not. I, you're misinterpreting, not you, but yeah, I, I did though. I get misinterpreted. Yeah. I, I want tools. I just want, I want thinking, then driving what? I mean, to me, the perfect, the better strategy is I want thinking people starting out with the simplest possible ways that they can think of post-it notes or webcams or uh, wiki pages right. or something. And then as they get their experience, they start bringing tools in, not big tools, but little tools and cobbling them together to solve precise problems. Mm-hmm. And then if they end up with RUP, or if they end up with, what, uh, TFS, then I'm actually okay with that, I guess. Right. Right, because, the, because what they did is they incrementally ended up with it, and it solved, they solved their own problems, and they thought. <laughs> so I so I'm going to tell a little story here that I, admittedly, a year and a half ago when I started here, I pushed the easy button. We had zero tools. We had nothing. We had some some CRM system that we had cobbled together to do issue and wiki and all this stuff. So I went to Atlassian and got the on the on demand suite, and that gave us everything all at once. Um, but what we, what we've done, knowing that that wasn't the answer, is we've started pulling pieces back off of that. Like, okay, we now have a template in place, and that helped me get a process in place but what we've done is we've peeled back layers of that and stopped using bits and pieces because it wasn't the right tool for that job it was an all-in-one that got us everything we needed to get the party started but we knew it wasn't the right answer so we've stopped using their ci we put jenkins in place we actually use stickies and jira you know we put everything in jira we have a a, a TV that's above our whiteboard where all the stickies are, but the team still likes having the stickies and being a part of the standup and talking and moving because they actually play this kind of game where in the in progress column they 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 move it a little further to the right within that column to kind of say hey this is where I'm at or like right. they put it on the line like it's going to go into code review you know, later this afternoon. So we're close to help give the team that extra info of, hey, this is where I'm at. Now, the team likes having the television hooked up because we have a wall board that scrolls through. It has the burn down, a countdown to the next release. It's got a, a open and close rate on our external bugs. So some key metrics like that that just kind of give us a quick pulse. But from a stand-up perspective... The team likes having that there. And we also have another 
chart next to it that's called our chart of destiny, which is the bigger like epics, right? So this is so your release forecast or something yeah, like that. So it has all of our, our our epics ranked in order, and then as we pull them in, we have epics that are in progress, epics that are releasing soon, and epics that are in what what uh, we call like a tweak it mode where it's released but we know we have some work we have to do. Right. And then we have the done done column which is a thousand stickies but it helps communicate to our team what's coming next and to the rest of the company yep. of what's coming next and we have a actually have a weekly meeting after our stand up on Thursdays to review the chart of destiny because that's where we've on Wednesday night is when we talk about strategy and prioritization and we talk about okay this is what's changed this is this was number three it's now number one here's why so the team can start prepping mentally of doing that and that's really helped out having both because the team likes within the atlassian tool stack of having everything linked so they create wiki pages that's linked to jira's we use bitbucket that links to all the check-in so it's really simple to track things as we go build release notes and everything but still, at the end of the day, they really enjoy the stickies. Well, you have that both. I mean, and you know, you know, I like the Elastic Suite. I've used the Elastic Suite, and I get, I like the incremental nature. So it's integrated, but it's also you can use it in pieces, and it's also simpler than most tools. Uh, it's not Rally. Mm-hmm. It's not version one. It's not these incredibly robust project management tools. Right. But I, I like that. I mean, I, you may have started wrong. But then you said you incrementally came back. Mm-hmm. I once turned off Rally yeah. at a company because I noticed people were following the team. Every team member would come in and they they'd fire up their to do list every morning. So here here's Agile and Rally brought it in for God's sakes and you know right. and, and I hope this was years ago. So I hope they're changing it. Doubt it, but hope they're changing the integration. But they came in with two days or three days of training. They fired up the tool. They left the teams behind. The teams threw in you know hundreds of user stories. Everyone would what test them out mm-hmm. every developer and tester they'd have a daily stand-up but then after that that was it they didn't talk at all they would fire up their individual to-do lists and they would work their to-do lists and there never never was there any collaboration yeah i've seen a lot of bad patterns where teams communicate via jira instead of exactly hey i found something let me go talk to joe it's, it's, and sit down and talk it through i'm going to log an issue and then wait for them to realize it's there and then have a missed, like, what do you mean? And then Think about that from a lean perspective. Yeah. You know, it's just not the model you right. want. And and the tools are typically doing that. And so, I, you know, like I said, I pulled the plug on what? There was maybe 80 engineers using. I'm a lunatic sometimes. You know this. No. But I literally, I literally shut the sucker down. <laughs> like, I came in one morning, you know, very early on. And I'm like, we're not going to use this anymore. We're going to use sticky notes. And uh, probably everyone not so, looked at me But that's like a good crazy. point, right? For anyone out there that's listening, and if you see your team communicating via Jira or Rally or whatever, stop. You know, that's things we've done to prevent that is um, to start to offset that, that, that pattern. Is number one, we just talked about it, right? We said, hey, listen, we need to talk, not communicate via JIRA comments on issues and things like that. Like, get up and talk to somebody. And um, that was just step number one of just, hey, let's talk about it. And then we try not to log bugs. Not that we're trying to keep the bug count low, but what we're trying to do is, hey, get up and talk to somebody. You're creating an artifact. Yeah. And that artifact may not get real time. That artifact may only get touched five days later. So right. 
how lean is that? How right. how agile is that from a getting stuff done point of view, right? And if you have a like if you go into Jira and you have like thousands of open items. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly that's another symptom of your team's not really communicating. Not at all. It's it's queuing, it's it's using and again, do it occasionally, but if it's your if it's your default mode of operation, yeah. That every bug you find I mean, when I coach new teams, I, I was just talking to testers yesterday about it on the new team. And I'm like, please don't log bugs as your default action for every bug found in the sprint. Right. And that's that that's where their minds went, right? Right. They, we don't log bugs within a sprint. Yeah. The only time we ever log a bug is if it's something that's going to carry over. We aren't able to fix as a part of this sprint. then it makes sense right then it makes sense and and put it again put it in a tool but don't let the tools become it's not even a crutch they they just undermine sort of the efficiency of the team they undermine the face-to-face collaboration i've even gotten harder so distributed teams uh and over the years i've i, I really struggle with this because i i get the logic if you have a distributed team mm-hmm. then tooling you need some tooling but damn it, I find it, it's still an excuse. I mean, it's to say people throw it in. Right. And, I, and I'm like, you know, and I hear someone complaining, oh, I threw a bug in or a request or I had it, I'm blocked. I have a story that, a test that's blocked with a team member in India. And I'm like, well, what did you do? And I, I, I sent an email or I sent a text message and it was three days ago. And I'm like, and, I, and they're like, I haven't heard back. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> How agile is that? Right. I'm like, did you pick up the phone? Did you get on? Right. Did you did you try face? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm waiting for the response back, or I, or I tweeted them, or I text messaged them, or whatever. And and I'm like, yeah. Do the tools? I think the tools come in play even for distributed teams, but don't let them be a crutch. Right. Uh, and and folks look at me even like I'm crazier with that. Oh, it's like there's 12 hours or get up. If the project's important, I'm like, you know, like yeah. have, have your stand up, get up earlier, stay up late. If your project is important, you know, they're like, oh, it's impossible to have a stand up with people in India. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just inconvenient right. <laughs> to have a stand up for people. And they're like, oh, what we do is we email. So they email their status to us and then we email our status to yeah. them. And I mean, what do you think about that? I, I that just drives me crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just bad. And news. they're like, we're being as agile as we can be, and and I don't know. I think I think a lot of people use tooling as a crutch or as an excuse. Yeah, the the, the other thing that I've seen that has been frustrating with tools is that it's convenient to not look at what it's telling you. You know, that's one thing that I like about why we have a TV out there. Because um, I don't do the burn down by, by hand, but it figures out the burn down. Is that when people get up to get a drink of water or to go to the restroom or to go to lunch or go to talk to somebody, it's staring them in the face, right? They can't get away. You know, the reality's there. It's that spotlight on, hey, this is the reality of how things are going. Right. Um, so that's, that's one of those things where people are avoiding reality because the tool abstracts it away it's a url that they necessarily don't have to go see they don't have to go click on that they don't yeah. have to look at it so that's I, why even if you have a tool you yeah. got to find a way to get that to get those radiators out in front of people every day i agree i mean it's activating your primary i think you were joking earlier and whether when we were entering the metacast i don't know if it got recorded or not but you were saying we're talking about tools and it's not us so we're not the tool. <laughs> but actually you know what my position is to activate your your primary tool is you right 
right? And so that's really what I've always been trying to say is your primary tool is the team, right? You are the tools now and then support yourself, but don't lose sight of that. Don't like, don't put what TFS, don't make that your primary tool, right? Make yourself. Why are information radiators so valuable? Well, if the tools, us, if we pay attention to them, they're incredibly powerful, right? Mm -hmm. If we're not reacting to them, then, then they're not. And, and, and it's the team behavior. And then and then wrap tools. Then I want teams to, to wrap it. Leadership, the other thing that drives me crazy, you've probably seen this, is leaders drive tools very often. It's right. Like, like, here, here's a check. It's, it's again, the, we should, this this Medicast should be the easy button Medicast. You know that? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, what is it? It's easy to write a check. Here, Josh, <laughs> go, go, go buy whatever tools you want. Now, right. my work is a leader. I fully support you. I wrote you a check. Right. <laughs> go buy your, go buy your tools. And that's the other thing where I think leadership, you, you we have this view that, uh, we can solve our problems. The hard problems on the planet are not solved with, or in software are not solved mm-hmm. with tools, with people, but right. not, not with tooling. Are we aligned over the years? Have we, have we, this, I'm, I'm starting to think this scares the crap out of me. Are, well, I've are, been we able got, to, have we got um, better aligned? Uh, I've been able to reel you in a little bit. You have reeled me in. Yeah. I think people listen. I, I come <laughs> off. I come off. I, I need to tone myself down because I come off too extreme sometimes. Sometimes and people misinterpret my but message. It, so it's, I don't know that that's bad, right? It's that shock to the system that makes you think about it. Because that's what it did to me. Mm-hmm. Was I really thought of like, okay, so the, what's this crazy guy talking about not using exactly. any tools? And then we talked about it. Yeah. Right, and we saw it in action. And I was like, "Oh, dang on it! This guy's—he might be right. Might be, might be." <laughs> oh, I, I didn't hear the qualifier. <laughs> cool. You know, but so 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 then I was on a kick, and I started to notice those patterns, those um, smells. Yeah. Right. So that so so the common smells of people communicate via Jira comment. You know, you saw that, and then we had a backlog of thousands of items that no one was ever willing to clean up you know things yep. like that so there's so those types of things started to happen and but i had a distributed team and i had a large team and we had multiple stand-ups going on and all this chaos and so the tool was adding value the problem was how to get the tool to add the right value yep. you know so that's where that's where i've come towards the middle of having having a little bit of both really works well well the other thing is we need to generalize the notion of tools so i think this is a powerful discussion today because we're we're creating like tools or people that's bring them into the play Mm -hmm. but tools aren't just software tools so the user story is a tool as a i want so that is a tool if you blindly follow it I think you can make a huge mistake in your story. So if, if your blind interpretation of user stories is every user story has the format of as a with five words, I want ten words so that ten words. Right. And that's your view, then it's just, to me it's the same thing. You are misusing the tool. It's not a software tool. There's no easy, but it's it's. I see that in user stories. I just did this with the team I was coaching. Uh, they had, they were sort of going. Every story had the same format. Yeah, and I, they missed the discussion. And yeah. they missed, and they missed, And I'm like, give yourself permission to do what? To ignore the tool? To think? Rather than so, templates are. Dangerous. I have gotten in trouble from my team for being a little bit more loosey goosey. With stories, like they'll say, "Oh, well, we can tell Josh wrote this one," you know, because it doesn't look like everything else. Where 
like I'll argue, like I think that really adds value, you know. Um, but yeah, so so it's you Te- can templates. Yeah, uh, testers are notorious for checklists. Are checklists good? Absolutely. But but if they disengage your brain and you follow the checklist, like let's say you have a deployment script, but we change the deployment and we go to deployment night and we plan to follow. Well, we have the script and we blindly. But is it accurate? Right. And, and has it modified? So I want the thinking. And so I, I think that's generalized. That's the other thing with me is it's not just JIRA and it's not just rally. It's it's what? It's checklists. It's templates. It's constructs, process constructs, anything like that. I think don't get stuck on that. I want thinking. I want thinking everywhere. Mm-hmm. I want adaptation everywhere. So... I think what we're landing on is that tools work well when the human tools remain engaged with them and don't treat it as the easy button. Exactly. And it is real easy to go to the easy button. I mean, if guys like you and I do it, and we do, and we're pretty experienced, I mean, mean, this isn't my ego, but we're experienced, we've been around the block, and we have good instincts, and we still fall into the trap, then... Everyone is falling into that trap. Yeah, right? absolutely. And you gotta, you just gotta like step above that. So, two, so two key things for people to walk away from this with is go and look at your implementation at at your tools. And if you see a lot of chatter on comments of items, of work issues, of tasks, or whatever within that, that's a problem, right? That's a smell. Encourage your teams to not do that and get up and talk to each other about the problem that they found or whatever that they're working on. If you have this never-ending backlog, that's another smell where people are just creating issues and throwing them into this vast bucket. And then they get lost because that's all they ever do. Or they're waiting, like you said. Right. You throw them in and it's like, well, what do you do? I'm waiting for a response. So are there any other things like that that you've seen? Like Those are the two that I've seen the most. So it's so to me, it's lean procedures, like you said. Is everything looks the same? Bad smell. I, I would say every if every user story looks the same, bad smell. If people are blindly following checklists, bad smell. Test plans, uh, any plans, risk plans that always look the same. Mm-hmm. If you see them repeated, one release over the next, right? Because the releases aren't the same. So any any patterns that you see where folks aren't thinking and modifying. Throwing things out, trying things. Uh, they blame the, you know, they talk about the tool, or they talk about the work. So they, so they're talking about tool exchanges and workflow rather than what people exchanges and, right. and getting stuff done, uh, getting value done, getting. I'll say it, getting shit done. Right, right? They're, they're getting stuff out the door to your client. It's it's hey, testers notoriously do this, right? Oh that bug! Oh that bug wasn't entered. You missed that field. You did not enter the version field, or something like that. I cannot. I cannot take action <laughs> on any bug. What? What are, what are you going to do? So stuff. You know, where folks are stuck. But I think those are the anti patterns that you that you can look for. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you're out there and you see those, hit the brakes and hit the brakes hard. And maybe you need to go to the extreme like Bob did and just pull the tool out completely and force the team. To then rethink, okay, what's the right way for us to do that and challenge them? Yep, but be ready for slings and arrows because I look like a moron because <laughs> I had 80 people that looked at me. Uh, and I literally, and, and it was good. I mean, I agree with Josh. Sometimes, like, I, the paddles of life are necessary or whatever to jolt the system. But be ready because the it's gonna it's gonna be a rocky ride. Yeah, so that's a last resort. But know that you might have to do that to get the team to pay attention. Listen, yeah. we are too tool dependent. 
we are not operating as we should. We have a lot of waste. We have a lot of just problems. And this is this is like we're ready. We need to do this. Absolutely. We need to, you know, come in and yank the life support out. I like this Metacast. I wasn't I wasn't sure about where we were gonna go, Josh. Uh, when we started it out, but this one feels good to me. Yeah. I, like, I like the we meandered a path that I sort of liked. Nice job, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so, are we closing it? <laughs> are we closing it down. I'm glad I get all credit for that. You get the credit for the entire <laughs> Metacast, man. You're the t- you're the biggest tool. Uh, <laughs> you're the biggest tool in the room. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's sad but true. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, couple of things, couple of things for us. If you're still hanging on, you haven't hit the stop button because um, you always hear the same thing at the end. Bob and I will be in Vegas for Agile West Woo-hoo, Vegas and uh, Party. Better Software Conference. What happens is we are wild men. You know that? Vegas will never be the same once we've come to town. That's what I'm planning on. <laughs> <laughs> then, you're by, then you're alone, sir. <laughs> oh, so. Okay. So on our blog, I've posted the sessions that we have, dates and times. Um, feel, feel free to come to those. Please come to those and say hi. Say, hey, I heard you on the Medicast, so it would be great for us to hear Send that. Send us stuff. Yeah. Come and visit, whatever you can do. Uh, but we're going to have some really sort of neat, jazzed-up Medicast in Vegas. It should be fun. Jazzed up. Yes. yes. I'm looking forward to it. And there may be alcohol involved. I may actually... There will be. Yeah, I may, I may be a little tipsy. Imagine <laughs> Bob Gale what does that look like? I'm afraid to see yeah, it. Yeah, it, it might be ugly. Uh, so get us feedback also in general outside of the conference. We're always open to feedback. We've gotten some really nice comments. We have, thank lately you. Lately of folks like driving and saying, we, lately we've gotten a few nice just thank you for doing the Metacast. It really helps and pay attention. So we appreciate that it, you're finding value in the Metacast. That's why we do it. Um, not just so I can fill the <laughs> fill the words and overwhelm Josh. It's part of it, but uh, it's we want value and we want to try to help the community. It's a spirit between us. So thank you for listening. Thank you for having value. Give us your feedback. Uh, how do they get a hold of? How us? How do they get a hold of us? Because I smoke signals. Yes. Yeah. Bob Galen, if Kerry, that's North how Carolina. You, yeah. Wave the blanket three times. So yeah. that'll work. That's or, how you get a hold of Bob. Or on Twitter, meta-cast, all spelled out. Facebook, facebook.com slash meta-cast. Or our website, metacast, with a hyphen between the A and the we're C. We're all over. We're and, everywhere, man. And, it's, and you've done it, baby. I, it is so cool. You are the technologist. He's the technologist. I'm the... Whatever. Yeah, so when I'm stuff doesn't work, blame me. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, that's, that's part of it. So, from beautiful downtown Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.